Part 1 Smart Facts About Smart Fat. Chapter 1 A High Fat Diet for a Low Fat Body. Not too long ago, we both were advocating specific diets for weight loss and wellness. We weren't just advocates of these plans. We built our professional lives around these two seemingly contradictory nutritional philosophies. As a practicing nutritionist, Johnny championed the ultra low carb Atkins diet. Famous for its high protein intake and its jumpstart approach to weight loss, Atkins let people lose weight quickly, especially individuals with a lot of excess pounds to shed. But despite the diet's short term success, Johnny was troubled by its sometimes restrictive approach, as well as some of the highly processed foods on the diet's okay to eat list, specifically deli meats, which were liberally allowed. His instinct was to add more variety, including additional plant sources of fiber such as beans and legumes, which are also great sources of protein, as well as low sugar fruits like berries. Johnny preferred clean protein instead of the protein from processed commercial animal products, such as feedlot farmed meat and processed cheeses, all of which can be contaminated with additives, hormones, and pesticides. But these modifications didn't always adhere to the rigid parameters of the Atkins diet. Meanwhile, Stephen, a physician, nutritionist, trained chef, and medical fellow with several prestigious health organizations, held the position of medical director at the Pritikin Longevity Center, where he oversaw many aspects of healthy weight loss, including the center's ultra low fat eating plan. Pritikin participants often struggled with serious conditions like life threatening heart disease and diabetes. After their stay at Pritikin, with its carefully regulated diet of whole, unprocessed foods high in fiber and complex carbohydrates, people would lose weight quickly, drop several of their medications, and leave the center in excellent shape. But Stephen noticed a troubling pattern. After participants left the controlled surroundings of the Pritikin Center, they regularly returned to their old ways. They just couldn't stick with the program on their own. Stephen, who has spent years researching cardiac health and observing thousands of patients, knew that the Pritikin diet lacked the healthy proteins and important fats that would have rounded out a truly nutritious and effective diet that a person could follow for life. But just as Johnny found out trying to experiment with the Atkins diet, any kind of variety or modification, no matter how healthy, wasn't allowed within the strictly regimented protocol of the Pritikin diet. Though thousands of miles apart, on different coasts of the United States, we independently came to the same conclusion. Both the Atkins and Pritikin diets, and the countless other popular diets that millions of Americans follow, were missing the critical components for long-term success. They were hard to sustain and almost impossible to adopt as a daily way of eating. Yes, they promised impressive short-term results, but neither diet offered any long-term, sustainable results. Neither Atkins nor Pritikin, we realized, was enough to help people lose weight, keep it off, and remain healthy for the rest of their lives. The Atkins diet, for instance, featured foods with ample amounts of protein and fat, while limiting foods with refined carbohydrates in order to keep the glycemic load low. We'll explain later why properly identifying refined carbs and glycemic load 
not glycemic index, is crucial to your success. But the diet was deficient in fiber and certain nutrients, such as anti-aging plant pigments like carotenoids and flavonoids, and disease-fighting vitamins and minerals, including vitamins C and K, as well as magnesium and potassium. These are all necessary for optimal health. Atkins also featured foods with potentially high amounts of factory-farmed beef, pork and poultry, and mass-produced dairy products, all of which are likely to be contaminated with toxic hormones, pesticides, and chemicals. Though neither plan was ideal, there were still vast improvements over the way most Americans were eating by the 1970s. By then, we were wrongly blaming fat for all our health woes, from heart disease to cancer. The Pritikin and Atkins diets, as well as many other well-known weight loss programs, were finding a ready audience among increasing numbers of people who were desperate to lose weight and regain their health. Though the dietary solutions to this crisis varied dramatically, the crisis was caused by one problem, the standard American diet. <laughs>